This is Earl Hebner. I listen to the Rough House with Andy and Jefferson. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 340 for September 17, 2023. Hi, I'm Marty. Hello. Good morrow, Ronaldo, to you, <laughs> friends and countrymen and other countrymen. <laughs> <laughs> Lend us weird, your ears. You're getting a weird Chris today. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, Chris tied one on last night. So, sleepy. Uh, Sleepy, uh, hungover Chris today. So, yes, yes. We'll but see this, how this is this goes. This is folks a pro wrestling podcast. Uh, sure. In case you're listening for the first time, uh, in which case, hello, welcome. Uh, I, I'm just going to jump right into this company, even though I know they are not your favorite, Chris. The World Wrestling Federation for over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Chris, if you are Cody Rhodes right now, okay. You might need a new entrance theme. Here's my suggestion. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear about SmackDown on Friday, Chris? Uh, I heard that the great one appeared. Yes. Dwayne The Rock Johnson made his WWE return. Thanks, SAG after strike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as did John Cena in yeah, the exactly. same episode of SmackDown. So well, Cena had been around for a couple shows already, but right, still. right. But you know, th- this, this was supposed to be like the beginning of his run on right. SmackDown. hundred uh, percent sag after is, is why this is happening. A million percent. But earlier in the day, so uh, the, the rock, when he showed up, it was during a segment where Pat McAfee was having a back and forth with Austin theory, which why Austin theory is involved in any of these things. I have no idea, but, Mm. it's what happened i feel like vince sent austin theory a dick pic by accident <laughs> and he's just using it yeah. as leverage to get all he's... these prime fucking spots because the guy is nothing yes yes he is an absolute nothing uh but earlier in the day the rock dwayne johnson was on pat mcafee's radio show okay and during... so he does a podcast and a radio show it's it's both it's okay it's streamed live on the internet it's played on radio stations. I don't know if it's all radio stations or I'd imagine it's a syndicated uh, satellite or yeah. what have you and it's released as a podcast. Um, gotcha. But they got to talking about the rumored match for WrestleMania 39. The idea uh-huh. was Los Angeles, California, SoFi sure. Stadium. Yeah. The Rock, Roman Reigns. And of course, after it didn't happen, People mm-hmm. were like, oh, it was never supposed to be the plan. <laughs> Meanwhile, it had, been, it had been talked about lightly for like yeah. two or three years yeah. as Dwayne, soon as they announced the L.A. that L.A. WrestleMania. You know, uh, Dwayne Johnson was never involved. He's got too busy a schedule. Uh, Dave uh, Meltzer's yeah. full of shit. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. guess what? 2022, they made an agreement for the match. <laughs> and so then 2023, he pulled out. 
Okay, so Dwayne pulled out. Dwayne pulled out, yes, because he did not feel like he could be in appropriate shape, which, again, was what Meltzer reported and people said wasn't true. So, okay, Dwayne. Yes. Mr. Mr. Rock here. Um, if you're going to commit to do a match, mm-hmm. why did you not try to get in shape sooner? Excellent question. I, I guess probably also he... Uh, didn't expect, you know, the XFL thing to happen. And then he ended up doing a cameo in Fast X and, you know, all, all, all these different things. I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing that got a workout from the uh, the fall into the winter season was his fucking thumbs talking <laughs> a lot of shit on Twitter about Black Adam, which went yeah. absolutely fucking nowhere. Yeah. So that was the only part of his body. If it was like a if it was thumb WrestleMania, <laughs> Dwayne versus Roman, he yeah. would have been in the main for sure. 100 percent. What Iron Man cover. match. Well. No sooner were they talking about that, that he then said, well, you know, they're going to be in Philadelphia next year. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, because Dwayne has a lot of ties to Philadelphia. Well, he's certainly hinting that he might come back in Philly, which, of course, is where we thought Cody was going to finish the story. The, the story's never ending. Oh, it's no. the never ending story. Oh, no. He's Bastion. Oh, no. Okay. And if uh, that wasn't enough, Chris. Oh, there's more. On Friday night. I said I wouldn't say his name ever again on this podcast, so I'm going to go with this. Illinois Phil popped up doing his his MMA commentary gig. He hadn't been fired from that. Oh, (laughs) okay. He just now has the time to do it. Right. I I forget what lower league it is, but uh, it doesn't matter. He popped up on there, uh, and he mentioned he's going to have time on his hands for the next two months. Oh, uh, not compete. Two months. Well, well, remember he was fired. He was released, he, or yeah. he was released uh, right at the end of August. Yep, yeah, I guess. And now we're yeah. in mid-September. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to think of if if you're released, if you're fired, is there a non-compete? But yeah, I guess there is. Yeah. Uh, well, if you do the math, that's Survivor Series, Survivor in Series Chicago. in Chicago. So. Cody Rhodes, guess what, my dude? Not only do you have a non-zero possibility that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to take over your spot against Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania 40, mm-hmm. but also John Cena's back now, so chances mm-hmm. are he's going to be headlining one of the two days of WrestleMania 40, and also, probably, Pepsi Man's going to be coming in and knocking you down yet another spot. Oh, boy. So I look forward to Cody Rhodes cutting a promo on the road to WrestleMania after the Royal Rumble, talking about how he's going to finally complete his father's destiny by winning the title he never could, the WWE Intercontinental Championship. (laughs) I mean, Christ, who even holds that? Oh, it's that's Walters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Who now has the longest run ever. I don't know how they landed all of these at the same time, but we've got the longest world champion ever in Roman. We've got the longest tag champions in the Usos, who, of course, dropped on to Kevin and Sammy. And then Mm -hmm. now we have the longest intercontinental champion of all time. Right. So, I mean, I'd like to say that there was some thought put into this ahead of time, but uh, I know for a fact that that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, (laughs) gotta suck to be Cody right now. I mean, he's making millions of dollars. He's doing what he loves. He's got a hot wife, got a nice kid. 
you know, yeah, yeah. I the mean, dog. Okay. I guess the dog's still alive, right? Pharaoh? Yes, Pharaoh's still alive. In fact, Pharaoh's been on WWE television, and they're apparently going to make a plush toy of Pharaoh. So, oh, my God. Okay. Which I'm honestly surprised was not a thing in the whole AEW merchandising world. Oh. But I'm going to preface this with massive grain of salt because of the source of where it came from. Isn't massive grain of salt contradictory? Uh, you know what? Fair point. <laughs> Jumbo shrimp, if you will. There you go. All right. Uh, Oxymoron. But yes, take all the salt with this. Yes. Word came out this week about who the bidders were for Ring of Honor. And, and now the source is the Beer City Bruiser on Bobby Fish's <laughs> podcast. Oh, oh yeah. boy. So talk about something I never want to listen to. Who got conned into listening to that for the clickbait article? Uh, well, I saw this on, I think it was uh, uh, Post Wrestling posted the, the uh, mm-hmm. transcript of this. So there you were schmucks. four people who wanted to purchase Ring of Honor. Okay. One, WWE. Not surprising. Wanted the tape. Sure. Library. Number course. two. They would have killed the brand. He, yeah. And he ended up getting it. Yes. Three, Anthem, a.k.a. Impact. Okay. To purchase it, which also kind of makes sense. Tape library sure. for access, plus, you know, bringing all those guys in. They brought some of them in uh, as it stood. Yeah. But the fourth was a group of investors led by Cody. Really? Now, if you think about the timeline of all this, this is right around when he, where he's making the decision to jump from yeah. AEW to WWE. And he was also, at the same time, considering buying an entirely different company. Hmm. Now, maybe he wanted, because I've seen uh, Cody Rhodes in the press talk about how he regrets he doesn't have the trademark to all in now. Of course, AEW does. Sure. Maybe that's why he wanted to buy it. I mean, he was one fifth of the fucking thing, but. Right. (laughs) But I just got to thinking about this. We still don't know, and we probably never will know, the the precise reason why the AEW-Cody Rhodes relationship fell apart. Was it because he wanted to be the star of the company and because he wasn't? He was going to just go off and make his own company. Yeah, that's definitely uh, a logical leap of, uh, you know, reasoning right there. Um, You know, if I'm Cody at that time, that was around the time where he was, you know, doing all all of his stuff and not really getting over or getting booed actively. Actively booed, Um, yes. So, you know, uh, I'd have been questioning my place in the company as well and considering options. And sure, you know. I think uh, allegedly Tony got Ring of Honor pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'd imagine Cody and whoever these other, you know, shadow investors are or were, mm-hmm. you know, could have put something together, but probably not to match the the deep pockets of the Khan family. Yeah. But this also just kind of adds another twist to the whole scenario, which is, OK, so. Cody Rhodes wanted to be the top guy in AEW. He no longer mm-hmm. was. He got bumped down the card. Well, no, you got to take it back because Cody Rhodes wanted to be the top guy in WWE. He you got know, let go. Cody he Rhodes wanted to be the top guy in WWE. got let go. <laughs> yeah. Made, quote unquote, made his name on the indies. Uh-huh. Became the top guy in Ring of Honor. I'll give right. him that. 
I mean, he's a former WWE guy, so it's not that hard. Still, I will give and him that. And he's the son of the son of a plumber. AEW starts. He certainly was mm-hmm. one of the top guys. He was sure, in the world the title feud when Dynamite started, right? Yeah. Years go on. He gets bumped down the card. He has all his special boy accoutrement that never yeah, play yeah. out, never work yeah. out well. The Cody verse, as a lot of people called it. Yeah, yeah. His option year is up. And he goes, I'm not doing what I want to do here. Maybe it's time for me to start something again. Yeah. Almost Michael Scott-esque. I'm just going to start another paper company and another paper company and another paper company. The, the Cody Rhodes wrestling promotion. <laughs> yes. Yes. So he just goes, all right, cool. I'm going to buy Ring of Honor and make it my show. Yeah. Fuck, got outbid. Okay. Who wants to make me a star? Vince? Cool. All right. I'm jumping. Yeah. And he jumps. Yeah. And he gets made to be the guy to a point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gets to main event WrestleMania. Loses. And now, looking down the barrel of next year, where a lot of people presume, oh, that's where they're going to do it. They're going to finish the story. Cody's going to win the title in Philadelphia because of reasons. Rocky story. Yeah, it's underdog tale. And now you got (laughs) The Rock... John Cena and CM Punk. CM Punk, who I, I said his name. Fuck it. Yeah. Pepsi Phil. Pepsi Phil, who who went on for hours to his former, now former friend, Colt Cabana, about yeah. how much he hated guys coming in and taking other dude's spots and getting in the way of main events at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> a lot has changed since that uh, interview with oh, Colt Cabana all those so. years ago. Very uh, much whole, so. The whole landscape has changed. I would uh, definitely say that um, Pepsi Man's mentality towards pro wrestling has changed. Uh, it's been a fucking roller coaster for that guy. Yes. <laughs> um, I think it is kind of hysterical, though, what's happening oh, to Cody. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Pepsi Man. Yeah. Um, Just keep, keep getting bumped down and bumped down and bumped down and bumped down and bumped down. Yeah. I, I mean, I think. Up to be... including possibly being behind Pepsi Phil. Who was one of the guys who got yeah. in his way of being a top guy in AEW? <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a lot of lot of through line stories here because uh, also if you remember when Pepsi Man had his 434 day title reign, yes, he dropped it to Dwayne Johnson. Yes, he did. Yes, <laughs> at he a did. Royal because Rumble that I watched the Justice Place. <laughs> needed to build to, to Roxena. Roxena. Oh, uh, yeah. just kind of a, a a fun note about all that, right? Where was that Royal Rumble? Um, oh, sorry, not that Royal Rumble. I think that was the year. Oh, later. the Rumble. No, the, the it was 2015 when yes. Roman won and Dwayne came out and to, and then got booed because yes. he was trying to put Roman over. This was prime Roman being shoved down our throats before he was ready era. Yeah, I was and, front row at fucking Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Maybe we're finishing a different story in Philadelphia. Oh, boy. One that started with Dwayne Johnson for the first time in decades getting booed by an entire arena. Yeah. So. What a big bunch of clusterfuckery this is. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. You know, I have a a way. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I have a way to settle this. Sure. Okay. So obviously Roman's going to be in the main event at WrestleMania. Absolutely. So we've got Pepsi Man, the Pebble, Peacemaker, 
and Nightmare Guy. Okay. Special boy. Special boy. Um, so you get them all a D20 <laughs> and you have them roll for initiative. And, uh, you know, if, if, if Dwayne crits and then, you know, he gets to, he gets to fight, um, you know, his cousin, uh, in front third of cousin or whatever in front of Philadelphia, people, that, that's great. Pebble maniacs. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the second highest, um, will fight the, uh, first highest. And then John Cena, I don't know, does something stupid. Yeah, John Cena gets to shoot murder Austin theory for pinning him last year and doing nothing with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there you go. There you go, Darren. <laughs> Elsewhere in WWE this week, speaking of clusterfuckery and the rocks family, Nia Jax is back, Chris. Oh, yeah, didn't she, like, uh, um, bonsai drop uh, Rhea Ripley? And it was four quarters legit. <laughs> that gal does not know how four to pull quarters. shit. <laughs> uh, do you think uh, with – I mean, the timing is a wee bit suspect here. It of, is certainly uh, uh, notable that they came back the same week. Didn't Nia Jax pop up in the Rumble and then that was she it? She did pop up in the Rumble and fucked right off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, I got my pay. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, but now now the Dwayne's back. Now yep. uh now now and I can get some title shots here. Yeah. Also this I, week, the WWE Endeavor deal officially closed. They are now one big shiny happy company called TKO. Now, did anything change um on like the pre-roll, the then now forever bullshit or no, no. All all that remains the same, much like how UFC programming is still UFC programming. However, they did start cuts. They sure did. Uh, sounded like a few hundred people lost their jobs. The yeah. notable ones, however, uh, it, there was a person who was the head of uh, their programming for WWE Network who came from Fox Sports and previously ESPN. Their head of marketing, Yee. which we'll talk about something later on. I'm just going to say, Tony Khan, if you're calling anybody from this, call them. For real, yeah. That seems uh that was one of the things they were doing pretty well at. Yeah, pretty fucking short sighted, right? Uh head of data got canned, but hilariously, so did Dana Warrior. Oh, it couldn't happen to a worse person. Yeah. So uh good on ya, WWE, for why did why did I don't even know why she was on the payroll. I didn't know we were going to the hate breach show the other night and Derek said that Dana warrior had been fired. I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, I guess that's whatever. And then he told me that apparently she was the one who kind of, uh, turned warrior racist. Is that kind of true? Uh, I've heard that. I, I, yeah. I've heard that, but you know what? That dude was, you well, know, his, his brain was rotting. Exactly. <laughs> before, he before was more he steroid than man. Well before. Yeah. That. So, not really a, a very, very big surprise. He had the old drippy brain, as yes. they say. Uh, so there's rumors that we're going to start seeing cuts in NXT and WWE not too far away from now. I don't know if it's going to be next week or further down. But yes, talent is apparently going to be affected. Um, Do you think the PC is safe or you think the PC is? Well, we were talking about it uh, a bit last week. Last week, yeah. yeah. I... Don't know if it's going to be totally, you know, tossed away. I would not be surprised if long term it is, because like I said last week, UFC ain't got no developmental. Yeah. And really, you you don't have a lot coming out of that. I mean, yes, NXT did the best rating it's done ever this week. Ever? Because Becky Lynch was on the show and became <laughs> the NXT Women's Champion. <laughs> okay. 
Well, so, and granted, the best ever is 850,000. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, if I am uh, an NXT uh, a roster member who has not been on television yet, I'm certainly going to start getting my resume ready. Should Wes Lee be worried? Oh, no. Wes Lee has been a champion multiple times. So gotcha. know, he's, he, he's well said. That said, they do have a new person starting this week, Chris. Do they? Yes. As WWE has signed away Jade Cargill from AEW. That's confirmed? That is confirmed. PW Insider reported this morning that she is going to be at the Performance Center this week. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a big get for them. I'm not going to lie. I think it is a big get in terms of... The visual presentation. Sure, yeah. In ring? Eh, she's not ready yet. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the WWE style, I feel like she'll fit right in with. I, I'm sure she'll get there. But, I mean, it's it's certainly a higher expectation in ring now than it had been, you know, five years ago. Sure. Um, uh, hell, probably ten years ago at this point, because I forget how long ago it was that uh, all the NXT women got called up. You know, Becky and Charlotte and Sasha and all that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was probably about 10 years ago. Jesus Christ. I know, right? Fucking crazy. Um, so she got uh, she she got to the point where her deal was up because she did debut in uh, 2020. It was either 2020 or 2021 mm-hmm. and the match with Shaq. So her deal was up. Yes, there was a possibility of an extension year. Tony came to her with an offer. WWE beat the offer. And apparently Tony didn't think she's worth what they're paying her. So, hmm. yeah, she's bouncing over there. Um, well, maybe it's one of those things Tony's like, you know, uh, we had a good run. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he thought in his head that, you know, th- her working there could could fine tune her skills that they weren't able to do. And then, you know, there's nothing saying she can't come back in a couple of oh, years. Sure, sure. Because she has now been established as, you know, she had the 60 match winning streak yeah. and. All this other stuff. I did think it was very weird when, so she returned last Saturday on Collision, mm-hmm. and then Wednesday on Dynamite, they're like, all right, Friday on Rampage, Chris Statlander versus Jade Cargill. <laughs> yeah. What? what? Like, you got a pay-per-view in weeks, my dudes. Like, yeah. what's going on? Um, match was fine, by the way, on, on Friday night, but we'll, we'll talk more about AEW uh, in a bit. Um, only other thing I really want to say on on the Jade thing. Uh, shout out to one of the funniest Reddit comments I've ever read, because when all this came up, someone, <laughs> someone replied, oh my, who's that in the impact zone? It's Emerald Trucklung. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Uh, That's a good one. That That's a good so, chortle there. So, so great. Made me so, so happy. Do you think, is that her name? Is that her shoot name? Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. Now let's see what ye old uh, Wikipedia says. Now, granted, um, Wikipedia, not always the most trustworthy source. You I, don't I say. I know this uh, because myself and friend of the show, Brandon Chalmers, once edited the Wikipedia page of Boz Skaggs to indicate his birth name was Bogbert Skaggington, and it was up for days. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Yeah. And what made it really great, though, was uh, at, at the time, Google used Wikipedia 
uh-huh. as like one of its sources. If you typed in a question, you know, uh-huh. have that like uh-huh. presented answer. So you type yeah. in what was Bo- you know what is Bob Skaggs' real name, and it just said big bold letters Bogbert Skaggington. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you think's moderating the Bob Skaggs? <laughs> <laughs> what some of the loneliest people on earth oh my god it is way. it uh grand grandson skags <laughs> you know baby skags josh skags josh, josh Sk- <laughs> oh boy Jake cargill is her legal name okay all right so you know i would it would make sense for her to keep that in wwe and they did with cody rose obviously she's not of the caliber or talent level or notoriety as cody rhodes yeah. uh but you know it would it would be I, I would be disappointing if they changed her name. I'll say yeah yeah. I mean, but not surprising if it's her legal. You know what? If she goes through NXT, undoubtedly they're gonna give her the dumbest fucking name. And oh hey, yeah, you know, Emerald Truck is right there. Just, <laughs> yours for the taking, guys. Uh, um, Beatrice Candelabra. <laughs> is that Beatrice Candelabra? Finally, my God. <laughs> Mamma uh, mia. Well, let's go ahead. Let's I, do I, Mario Ronaldo today. That's, that's a problem. <laughs> Mauro on the mind, man. God, I, <laughs> I miss Mauro. Yeah. Uh, let's just go ahead and jump over to the AEW side. Of Please. Things. So, Chris, this week in the Wrestling Observer <laughs> Newsletter, okay. Dave Meltzer did a pretty damning article indicating how poorly Minus the 81,000 and change. Of course, there's now this whole turnstile thing, which if you don't know what it is, d- don't bother. Don't don't Google it. Don't. Oh, AEW lied about their ticket. <laughs> but, you know, 81,000 plus. 80,000, 81,035, 80, whatever 81, the number 35, was. yeah. Minus that, AEW is looking pretty fucking dire on live attendance. If you look at the uh, the pre-sales for the next few shows, mm-hmm. we are literally looking at somewhere between 1,500 and 3,000 tickets a show. That's not great. That is not great, especially because they've moved on from running, like, university arenas. To major to arenas. the arenas. Yeah. And the whole crux of the article was about, like, now, he definitely took a more dramatic turn on this. No, the, the, not Dave. Not Dave, right? Uh, but indicating that throughout wrestling history, there's been number twos who get very, very close to challenging WWE, and then they fall apart, you know, making references to the NWA slash WCW, WCW under Turner, uh, and now, of course, this. I, I think it's apples and oranges. I don't think you can compare one to the other. Yeah. They are, however, running Grand Slam this week, which the first year they drew like 20,000 people. Second year they drew like 15. And right now I think they're going to be lucky to get five. Eek. And I really think the shot in the arm they need is right in front of them. Not only do you have things like, oh, let's hire the marketing person from WWE who just got let go. Mm-hmm. But you have an entire roster who, and look, WWE, or not WWE, sorry, AEW has been in and out of Baltimore the past few years. The number of media appearances I've yeah. seen them do locally is minute. Like, 
Orange Cassidy popped up on WBAL News. Right, yeah, I remember that. Even the Briscoes showed up all the goddamn time on Fox 45. They did? Well, I mean, Sinclair had a clear vested interest in getting that done, yeah. I think it it really is about, like, proper actual promotion. I, I remember when they came through for Dynamite most recently, I saw television ads, like, the week of. Yeah. That's not going to get it done. No, you got to pump that up ahead of time, gotta, man. Yeah, you got to make it hold to I mean, even when OC came, I think it was from for that show. It yeah. was like three weeks before the show. What are you doing? Like, yeah. what? So I, yeah, I scheduled them radio interviews with morning shows. Yes. And podcasts. Yes. Hi. Hey, hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, send them day of that morning. Send them to in person. Yes. You know, the local morning shows, t- TV and radio, you know, do the, you know, oh, I, I almost said print ads. That's, that's, that's silly. Uh, but, you know, targeted web ads. That, I, yeah. I feel like it, I never see any, even when they're coming to town, I never see any at, at uh, advertisements for yeah. AEW. They, like they have a promotions and marketing problem. And as I was alluding to before, WWE just let go their head of marketing. Yeah. I know, Tony, you, you, you want to spend some money to bring a bunch of people onto the company, but this may be the most crucial investment you can make, my dude. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, now, I, I think they need to do it. Did, did Dave have any hypotheses as to why attendance has dropped? Are they coming to the markets too frequently? Is it um, the quality of the product, do you think? Or does he it, think? It's, it's a multitude. Um, you can basically see where their live attendance crashed. It was basically June last year when everyone got injured. Uh-huh. So, you know, you didn't have Danielson. You didn't have Punk. You didn't have, right. you know, all of these people. Are, Kenny Omega was still out. You didn't have any of these people. Yes, they're fucking out cities. Doing four shows in Chicago or whatever it was. Yeah. In the span of a week. And they're coming back for Thanksgiving. And this was yeah. right after they were there a few months earlier. Like, it doesn't make sense. So that's that's certainly another problem. But he did point to like, hey, you're now doing these 15, 17, 20,000 person arenas. Yeah. You're not filling them. You used to be doing the 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 seat arenas, and they looked full. Yeah, and sounded full. Yeah, so it might look like you're sort of lowering yourself, but it's a more accurate assessment. The only thing I can think of for why they're still doing this, Jeff Jarrett was brought in to help with live <laughs> events because he was <laughs> handling that for WWE. Yeah. Maybe they're getting sweetheart deals in these arenas. Like Maybe. But even in that... It makes your it makes your show look shitty when they pan to the heart cam side and there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. They they try their best to not uh not get a camera over there, but they they, uh, they do a very good job. Everybody fucks up every now and then. But yeah, it's it's certainly looking sad there. Uh, also on the AEW side, uh, Andrew Zarian of uh, the whole Wrestling Observer Network of people, he was mm-hmm. reporting this week. That it is all but a given there will be 12 AEW live events on Max in 2024. So will they be the pay-per-views or will there also be pay-per-views? What's the... The belief is this will be the pay-per-view. So they will move to a monthly major event. Um, Okay. They've been getting there because they had, you know, the big four. 
Then right. they had a Forbidden Door, which took him to five. Then now they have All In, which took him to six. Now they have this Wrestle Dream thing. Yeah. So you know they're they're getting there. Um, I, I'm sure they could take you know Winter is Coming and some of these other sure. shows and, and make it a thing. What is not clear, uh, and price point, price point. Yeah, is, is this going to be an add on to Max because right. they're talking about for Max they're going to bring all the sports that are currently on Turner Networks onto Max. For the first okay. few months, it's going to be free for everyone. And then probably by March Madness, yeah. you got to pay an upcharge to be able to watch it. Right. Don't know how much that's going to be. Would AEW live in that? Or would they live in Max proper? Or okay. is this going to be like an ESPN plus UFC thing where like you have to have mm. the streaming service and then you pay on top of it for each show? Yeah, that, that's not the way to go because uh, I will be missing pay-per-views or live events at that point. Yeah. If it's like 10 bucks extra a month on Max for the for the shows, I'm there. Yeah, absolutely. That's about, but that's about where I'm about willing to draw the line. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just interesting to think, you know, how that's going to go. And <laughs> they just have like these two things colliding. One is they could have the deal that it makes them – a massive company, though still a number two behind WWE mm-hmm. TKO. At the same time, their live product is dying on the yeah. vine. And I don't see a lot that's catching fire. I mean, they announced some additional matches for Wrestle Dream. The card's looking killer for that, but it's looking killer to me. <laughs> I don't know there. what it does to get like random person on the street and go, oh shit wrestling's in town like you know i i don't know how they transcend to that yeah um and it looked like they were on the verge of that you know there very much was a thing of people showing up and showing out for AEW shows um i will say just one other thing on top of all of it they need to fucking cut down how long their shows are not not the pay-per-views but like when you go see collision or dynamite so Dynamite, there's dark matches in the front. Mm-hmm. Then you got the show. Mm-hmm. Then you got the entire hour of Rampage to sit through. So you're yeah. at four hours. Yeah. If you go see Collision, they tape half of Ring of Honor up front, two hours of Collision, and then they tape the rest of Ring of Honor. And it's not like it's six matches. It's like 12 fucking matches. Why do they break Ring of Honor? I guess so people don't leave. <laughs> I guess. I I don't think I don't think that is conducive to a good crowd experience. I think no. it burns people. I mean, I remember when we went uh, not the most recent time, but the time before the at um, uh, what's it? The UMBC arena mm-hmm. sitting through Rampage after a full dynamite was tiring. I think we only say because it was like Takeshita's first match or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was Takeshita against. Jay Lethal, our favorite. Yeah. Um, that asshole. Yeah. Uh, and it was a lot to deal with. You're, you know, you're burning out crowds at this point. Like, I, I don't know what, what the point and purpose is. Hell, is here's a, for instance, they taped Ring of Honor last night. They, ha- I don't know how many they had in the arena, but someone posted after the fact that for the second half of Ring of Honor taping, they were down to under a thousand people. Yeah. And during that, there was a six-man tag where Vikingo blew out his knee. Oh, no. So is that juice worth the squeeze? Jesus. 
That's a bummer. Now, yeah. is is there any kind of – there's no correlation to the attendance dipping around the time Collision um, debuted because you're adding an extra show and then yeah. there's – you know, you have to fill more seats and all this extra shit too. Uh, I mean, they've, it's been on a downward trend since Prior. June last year. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, so you could say, oh, now they're even splitting the attention, which <clears throat> may be exacerbating it, but – yeah. It wasn't good beforehand. Uh, I mean, Fair. you know, when I went to the arena in May, there probably was like 3,000 people in the chicken box, and that can hold, you know, right. five digits worth of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even more so after the remodel. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's a bummer because I know we love the show, we love what they're doing, but it's clearly losing something for the live audience. And honestly, I feel like dynamites because i don't i try and watch collisions and I, I don't really keep up with the rampage but dynamites have kind of fallen into a okay rhythm? yes yeah mm-hmm. a comfortable rhythm yes. where it's lacking excitement and um surprises and you know big shocks like a title change or yeah well you know something like that and you know if we go to a pay-per-view a month then there, we're even less likely to get title yeah, it's changes gonna bounce everything further down the line um, so, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like dynamite has gotten a little complacent too, yeah, I which mean, isn't helping let, shake, shake some things up. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, the, the MJF Cole thing's been working. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, the Roderick strong, I guess has been performing as well as we'd expect him to <laughs> in a role like this. Um, but, but yeah, there's not a lot of, I don't know. It, like the the fucking I know we're jumping around, but the Jericho and Guevara segment on fucking Wednesday was yes. one of the worst segments I've ever had to fucking sit through. Absolute fucking death. Like God, nobody cares. I certainly don't give a shit. And I've been watching since day one. Yeah. I've seen all of this. I know. And I don't care. <laughs> like you cannot make me give an iota of a fuck about this match. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are some stories going on right now that, you know, have my end, the Swerve Hangman stuff. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I like, um, you know, the MJF and, and Cole and Joe and, and that whole. Yes, that whole thing. I mean, specifically the, the Samoa Joe MJF side. Awesome. Yeah. Totally cool with it. Um, but yeah, there 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 is certainly a spark. Kenny Omega, by the way, suffered one of the biggest losses of his career against uh, Takeshita mm-hmm. haven't heard or seen anything since now he's been mentioned, but that was about it. Yeah. And it's just like, shouldn't he have cut a post-match promo, maybe talking about how much this defeated him and you right. know, maybe he's not the best bout machine anymore and blah, 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 blah. So you can yeah. have the moment where he triumphantly comes back and proves to himself. He's still one of the greatest in the world. Right. Instead. No, he hasn't said a goddamn thing. Yeah, a little frustrating. But you're right, because Dynamite this week did start with an international title match. Yeah. I mean, as John Moxley defends against all comers. Yeah. Just basically like run the back the whole rigmarole. Yeah, whole... Dude. Yeah. It was a good I mean, match. I, I, I liked him versus Big Bill. I don't I don't hate the idea. I didn't hate the idea of Orange Cassidy having a match every week. I don't yeah. hate the idea of John Moxley having a match every week because they're dynamic wrestlers who you know draw your attention and have different ways of fighting and you know are completely different personalities 
but you know, it's, it's again, it's just the same thing. Yeah. And when I think of the highlights of AEW television right now, you know, your, your bullet club golds, your Tony storms, uh, you know, the, the Joe MJF feud, it feels different. It doesn't feel like the same stuff all over. Again. I mean, yes, Tony storm, Earned a women's title shot by beating people in an eliminator four-way. But the character's compelling. Yeah. Bullet Club Gold is one of the weirdest groups ever on television. They're incredibly compelling. And I think you'll like what they ended up uh, setting up on Saturday. Um, But, yeah, you know, kicking off with the international title match, thought it was a good match, thought it was fine. I'm going to try to, like, jump around on on Diamond stuff. Yeah. Don Callis revealed that the next opponent for Takeshita in another amazing painting uh, is going to be Kota Ibushi as they intend to take out the heart of Kenny Omega. Yeah. So uh, they're dissecting him one by one by the people around him who he loves. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they already, but he already beat Kenny Omega. So, yeah, so I, I, I don't what know. Are you, what are we building to here? I'm with you. Like match quality wise. Am I excited about Takeshita versus Ibushi? Yes, probably even more so it was 2019 Ibushi instead of 2023 Ibushi. Yeah, but still. He's a little better at uh, all in. Yeah, but, you know, kick that down to the road. Yeah. Why Why is Don Callis still trying to take down Kenny Omega? Yeah, he beat he Kenny did. Omega. Twice. Twice. In a yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's the point? And technically three times because he brought in Will Ospreay. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? What, what, I mean, God. What's the point? I mean, also, oh my God, he's, you're obsessed with me. Let it go. He's still like, trying to take down Chris Jericho. At least that's I what I thought know. with the little segment with him and Daniel Garcia. Also, I don't know if Daniel Garcia doing his dance means he is or is not interested in yeah, being in the Callis. Does he thing. dance when he's happy? Does he dance when he's upset? Or does he just dance when he's breathing? Yeah, I, I, I don't. Len, I'm leaning towards the latter. I, I don't really understand. Uh, they're building a weird thing with Hook and Orange Cassidy, which again got extended on Saturday, which we'll talk about. Okay. Uh, as two guys who don't really promo, don't really promo at each other. Yeah. Um, the aforementioned Chris Jericho segment was fucking death. Yep. Not only did it have an extremely long promo, but it had uh-huh. an extremely long video package. Yeah, and an extremely long intro. Yeah, and I do not care. MJF, however, dropping the Steiner promo on Samoa Joe. My God. It's insidery as fuck. Sure, but that's what AEW is. Yes, but... Which is, again, part of the problem. I... Bravo. Bravo, Max. Look, not even that off the top of his head. Right. Not even the fact that he did it, which would have us mark out on its own, but the fact that he performed it flawlessly, quickly. Yeah. Um, just the, the the Max on the mic and is just he's on un, he's untouchable. Absolutely untouchable. Uh, what I did think was uh, funny was just a kicker on top where Taz says that's math right out of the University of Michigan. Yeah. I thought that was a nice <laughs> little tag there. So props yeah. to you, Taz. Ted sniped uh, a little bit on uh, on Wednesday. He had a couple zingers in there. <laughs> he was a little punchy. He was yeah. a little punchy. Um, Adam Page, uh, I guess, wins the feud with Brian Cage uh, as he oh. won the third match. However, they're still building, of course, to Swerve versus Hangman. That's going to be at Wrestle Dream, which I'm very mm-hmm. excited for. 
Uh, there was a whole to do where the Bucks ended up running down after he got jumped by the Mogul Embassy. So it's kind of an elite versus Mogul Embassy thing going on right, right now. Yeah. Um, we had uh, more going on with Christian Cage and Darby Allen and Nick Wayne. I still think Nick Wayne's turning eventually. Uh, but Joey Samoe, he is getting the Grand Slam World Title Eliminator, uh, excuse, World Title match mm-hmm. at Grand Slam. Uh, very excited for that. I still think they kind of shot themselves in the foot by having it beat Joe and Roddy as the last two guys. Yeah, but Roddy is kind of that leech sort of thing that's not going to go away. Yeah, so fair. I feel like he'll claw, he'll claw his way back into a match somehow. Um, you know, the story's definitely not over. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you know what? A fine piece of pro wrestling acting. When as soon as Adam Cole came out, uh, he like uh, dropped and started seizing his neck. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was fantastic, and Samoa—the last image being Samoa Joe choking out Adam Cole and yelling at uh, Max. Oh, that's, yeah, that's good shit. That's good shit. Sweaty, spitty Samoa Joe looking at the camera, yelling, "I'm going to take everything from you." That's horrifying. Yeah, that that is that is everything I love about professional wrestling. Yes, uh, yes, so goddamn good. But then that, of course, took us to Friday. I hear that's a show we're waiting on. Ah, uh, we well, waiting for. Uh, <laughs> You could have continued to wait. Not a lot happened. Um, there was an eight-man tag uh, that kicked off the show. You Hardys don't say. And Lucha Bros against Butcher, Blade, Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal. With there's... one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There were as many people on the outside of the ring as there were in the ring. Okay, so we have Satnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt, Karen Jarrett, Alex Abrahantes, The Bunny, um... Uh, who who all who who teamed with Penta and uh, Phoenix? Well, it 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 was the Hardys. Hardys. Okay, well, I don't have it. Oh, oh, so Ethan Page. Oh uh, no, Ethan. Z- okay, it, brother but it was Zay. Isaiah Casti. Yes. Okay, so that's six. Yep. I think there's um, two more that uh, you're you're missing. Um, I don't know. I'm out. So uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, because, of course, they're part of the whole Butcher Blade Bunny crew. Are they? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Sure. Um, QTV's back, which oh, great. absolutely, I don't give a fuck. Fun note from this week, it turns out that QT Marshall's deal expired, which means we were this close to not having QT anymore. So he re-upped. Uh, not yet. He's on a temporary deal while they negotiate. Negotiate? Brother, yep. you are over overstating your worth, Mr. Marshall. Yeah. Um, you take what he offers, crisply shake his hand and say, thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, the kingdom of Matt Taven and Mike Bennett defeated Chris Daniels, Matt Seidel. Uh, they declared they want to go after the Ring of Honor tag titles held by Adam Cole and MJF. Does a... Uh, uh, is Christopher Daniels' eye still look infected? No, no. It actually it looks like it's Good finally healing. Um, the acclaimed and Father Butt had a squash match beating Peter Avalon and the Outrunners. The Outrunners no are that 80s tag duo, which includes my favorite pro wrestling name, Turbo Floyd. <laughs> uh, he cheats on the Sega Genesis. He has a turbo controller. <laughs> He's just spamming Blanca in the corner. 
<laughs> shocking you. <laughs> Spamming Chun Chun Li's uh scissor not scissor kick, the you know, the yeah. big kick thing. Uh, post match <laughs> they were interrupted by Dark Order, so it looks like we're gonna get a Dark Order uh feud with uh the acclaimed for the trios titles. Cool More on that happened on Saturday. Aussie Open killed two local guys. And then, of course, the main event was Chris Statlander defeating Jade Cardgill, retaining the TBS title, which brought us to last night's show. And that had uh, actually a pretty decent card, minus one match, which, of course, you'll know immediately which mm-hmm. one I was very angry at just its existence when I say it out mm, loud. So was, did it involve a Hardy brother? Oh, yes, it did. Um, <laughs> so they kicked off the show with Big Bill and Ricky Starks against Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was actually a bad idea to start the show with that because this is very much that Rampage thing of, oh, I've seen the top guys. I don't need to watch the rest of the show now. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's 8 o'clock on a Saturday. I get it. So if you're watching TV at that time, you're probably sticking around. So why, why bust your nut in the first segment? Right. Uh, there was uh, a whole to do. I, I liked that, by the way. Just so you know. Uh, there was a whole to do where Ricky Starks uh, pushed the referee, hits a low blow, and Danielson gets the Rochambeau, and uh, okay. Big Bill and Starks win that. So this So he must pinned continue. Danielson? He did pin Danielson. Wow. They had a recap of all the things related to the Mogul Embassy and the Elite. Uh, Young Bucks and Mogul Embassy, or not sorry, Young Bucks and Hangman Page challenged the Mogul Embassy to a trios tag title match. That's going to be on the two-hour Rampage Grand Slam. Jesus Christ. Yes, so four hours of Grand Slam this coming week. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs, you know, basically said, I have a book and it's a thing. Uh, Miro said that he wants to cross paths with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs once again. So, okay. uh, you know, I guess we're going to run that back. Was uh, the hot and flexible no-named lady there? She was not there. Uh, was she? Okay. He said that God's trying to tempt him with his okay. hot and flexible wife. Okay. So still doesn't have a name. Um, FTR did their first open challenge to a young tag team thing and killed the Iron Savages. Uh, formerly, uh, oh God, what were they called? The the guys who used to wear bear masks. Uh, I forget the name. Bear Country? Bear Country. Yes. Thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they're now the Iron Savages, and they have a manager named Jacked Jameson. They've been doing wow. like honor shots. Um, bear Country is a great name for a gay bar. 1,000%. <laughs> Post-match. It's the, right next to Twink Town. <laughs> post-match, the young sort of open challenge duo match that I actually want to see happened uh, was set up as the work horsemen of JD Drake and Anthony Henry came out, shook hands with FTR. So that's going to be the next match okay. uh, in that series. They're not going to win though, because Aussie open was shown watching everything backstage. And oh, later gee. on in the show, they set up FTR Aussie open for wrestle dream one year to the day of their match to the year candidate. Uh, wow. Royal quest. Okay. So, we're going to have that. Um, God, that was a year ago already? Fuck. Yep. Yeah, October 1st, 2022. <laughs> yep. Yikes. Uh, we are now setting up a feud between Keith Lee and Shane Taylor Promotions. Oh, Keith- so Shane Taylor has his full promotion back up and running yes, here. he has a brand new member in Lee Moriarty. So Lee Moriarty finally doing something again. 
Okay. I mean, he's jumped around from faction to faction. So. Certainly has. Certainly has. Okay. And of course, Keith Lee and Shane Taylor have a history and based mm-hmm. off of Shane Taylor's performance at All In, hey, I'm, I'm totally fine with the dude getting yeah. uh, a, a feud. Hopefully this time Keith Lee gets a feud that ends at a pay-per-view. Or, or ends it all. End. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, John Silver went one-on-one with Anthony Bowens as they're continuing that feud. Uh, Silver ended up winning. Of course, shenaniganry is what caused it. Uh, Eddie Kingston cut a hell of a promo about his match against Claudio at Grand Slam. Okay. Very much looking forward to that. I Uh, love the bit on Dynamite when... um, there was like a, there was a brawl and Eddie and uh, Claudio were just standing there seething and hating each other, <laughs> just looking into each other's eyes. Yeah. I it loved it. So good. So, so good. Uh, we had uh, – what was next after that? Aussie Open killed two jobbers again. Um, that's where they made the challenge. Uh-huh. Andrade El Idolo defeated Scorpio Sky. <laughs> Scorpio Sky, man, they've tried to relaunch him like four times on Collision. He even cut a promo. Yeah. On collision, just before his match, talking about, you know what, I, I came back from back-to-back injuries, I'm a three-time champion in AEW, let's fucking do this, and fucking lost to Andrade. But he was TNT champion and tag champion, what was the third? I think he was TNT champion twice, because of his... Oh, really? Oh, that was a whole hot potato thing yeah, for a, yeah. a hot second there, that's right. Yeah. Um, okay. After the match, which Andrade won... Bullet Club Gold comes out. Okay. And Jay White challenged him to a fight. So it looks like we are getting Jay White and Andrade as a feud, which I okay. very much like. Yeah, it's I'm a, here for that. It's another one of those, I didn't know I wanted it, but now I yeah, have yeah. it. I'm very interested. Little, uh, New Japan or uh, little LIJ versus um, uh, Bullet Club situation here. Right. Uh, for possibly the first time ever, Ring of Honor television was acknowledged as Tony Schiavone was backstage with Katsuyuri Shibata, okay. who mentioned that this Thursday on Honor Club, he would be defending the Ring of Honor pure title against Nick Wayne. Oh, so Shibata actually said the words Honor Club? Uh, through a translation. Okay. Right. <laughs> he like, also wow. indicated right, that he will be at Wrestle Dream. So Shibata is going to be challenging somebody. Okay. Um, here's the match, Chris. <clears throat> I thought you said I was going to know before that saying it. The Hardys uh-huh. went one-on-one, not one-on-one, two-on-two, yeah. against the Righteous of Dutch and Vincent. Oh, my God. Wow. And the Righteous won and indicated they want to go for the Ring of Honor tag titles currently held by NBA. So Collision is just now a Ring of Honor show. Uh, more or less. Not looking great. No, <laughs> no, it's not. Not in, not instilling a good amount of um, confidence in the in the current product here. Yeah, I mean, when it was the the Pepsi fill holding tank, that was one yeah. thing. Um, if this means that Wrestle Dream is going to have a triple threat for the Ring of Honor tag titles between MJF and Adam Cole, the Kingdom, and the and Righteous. Well, don't the Nazi open with the tag titles uh, too? They want the tag title, the AEW tag titles. Oh, 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 yeah, that's right. Uh, I am, Eek. I am not at all interested in that. That right. that will be where I will be eating pizza in your uh, <laughs> in your kitchen. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, some uh, and then the main event was Chris Statlander defending the TBS championship against Dr. Britt Baker. They added because... her uh, they added her to the show because it was in Pennsylvania last night. Okay. Near Penn State. Gotcha. So uh there was a lot of heat for it. I was actually surprised Britt lost and lost clean here. Uh but the Chris Statlander There's no build for her on. to win a title at this point. I mean, she's <laughs> she's the Charlotte of of AEW. Why does Britt Baker have a title shot? Because she's Britt Baker. Yeah, I get it. But you said because Pennsylvania. Yeah. Geography, baby. They <laughs> they added to Rampage Grand Slam. That's where the Trias title match is going to be between uh, the Acclaimed and the Dark Order. Collision next week is going to have Jay White versus Andrade El Idolo. Again, I think okay. it's going to be a, a later build of the pay-per-view. FTR defending against the workhorseman Rob Van Dam returning because they're in Michigan. Okay. I mean, he just hot off his uh, appearance on Hey, EW. Yes. Hey. And uh, we're going to have a Texas death match between Ricky Starks and Brian Danielson. In Detroit on a Saturday night. Uh, in, in, uh, in, yeah, in Detroit on a Saturday night. A Texas death match. Not sure. a Michigan I mean- death match. It can just be a death match, guys. Why, yeah, you I, don't need to call it a Texas death match. I mean, Texas is kind of a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. I don't know why we need to keep putting Texas over. Uh, I'm, right. I'm 100% with you. But right now. Can we? Never mind. I don't want to have that audio out in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I stop myself. Right now, though, I have my criticisms. The set card, only three matches, still very good for Wrestle Dream. Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr., Okay. Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland and uh-huh. FTR against Aussie Open. Okay, That's... we'll likely also get a Bushi Takeshita. Yep, uh, probably something with Lij and Bullet Club Gold or Jay White uh-huh. versus Andrade. Yeah, hopefully something with Ricky Starks with everything they've been doing to put him over. Hell, you yeah. know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and throw this one out. Maybe. Ricky Starks versus John Moxley for the international championship. I was just going to say that. Yep. Uh, that could have some fire behind it. I like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think right now on paper, it's pretty decent. Sure. Could it be even more mind blowing by not having MJF and Adam Cole undoubtedly defend the ring of honor tag titles on a pay-per-view when fucking MJF were the world champion. Sure. Um, but I think it could be a very, very good show before we wrap up though. Yeah. I wanted to, just for funsies, invoke your former place of employment. Okay. Because I'd like to have a love it or shove it moment <laughs> for the Wrestle Dream theme song. Okay. As put together by Mikey Ruckus. All right. Now, before I hit play, what are you expecting from this? Uh, Wrestle Dream? Um, yes. I don't know. Uh, maybe not full on butt rock. Maybe. Um... I don't know, maybe some some uh, some strings, some synthy strings. I don't fucking know. Well, I don't know what to expect. Here it goes. <laughs> Capcom game? Yeah, it sounds like a fighting game, but it kicks off like a fucking 70s cop show. You sound like a porno bed. 
Like, wow, 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 I, wow. And there was like, blah, blah, blah. I did not expect this from Mikey Ruckus. Wow, Mikey. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What you've been watching, dude? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think it's supposed to be uh, similar to Anoki's old entrance music because it uh-huh. is supposed to be a show in, uh, sure. in memory of Antonio Anoki. But I, I heard this and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That is a, that was a choice. So okay. love it or shove it, Chris? Uh, I mean, I don't hate it. So uh, I'm not shoving it. So I guess it's a love. All right. Fantastic. Well, next week we've got Grand Slam. Two hours of Dynamite. Two hours of Rampage. Collision does not get to be a part of the fun. No New York for them. They get to be in Michigan. They're in New York all the fucking time. Almost as much as they're in fucking Chicago. Yeah, I know. I know. But, uh. I, I hope it's a good show because like you just said earlier, and I'm agreeing with you, they, they need a punch in the arm right now. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see what comes out of it. MJF versus Joey Samoa. If nothing else should be interesting. Uh, we got Ray Phoenix against uh, uh, John Moxley for the international championship. We've got the title for title match between Claudio and Eddie Kingston, which should be very, very good. Yeah. Uh, we've got Luchasaurus and Christian Cage against Darby and Sting. Sting and Darby, yeah. Um, and of course, Trios, uh, it's not Trios, uh, six man, Ring of Honor six man tag team title match where Mogul Embassy is defending against uh, Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page. And maybe a woman on there, too. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> they, they did announce Soraya uh, officially defending against Tony Storm. Oh, yeah. But that's right. Even why, still. Why doesn't Tony Storm have her own fucking music? She's clearly not Power of the Outcast anymore. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. They, they really need to do that. And you know what? On another note, they did make a chin up, tits out shirt. Yeah. It doesn't say watch for the shoe. Not on the back or anything? No. It's a three-part line. You have one job. (laughs) Again, hire the marketing person from WWE. Hell, hire me. I'll yell at you when you get things wrong. Hire Marty. Yes, let's do that. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Do you have an upcoming no DQ, barbed wire, steel cage, first blood, loser leaves town, tampon on the pole, boiler room brawl, ambulance, buried alive, casket gauntlet, a stretcher match coming up? Then you need to visit the Foreign Object Warehouse for all of your foreign object needs. Need a sack full of thumbtacks? We got it. A baseball bat wrapped in bacon and barbed wire? We got it. A 2 by 4 with a nail in it? We got it. A kendo stick? We got it. A guitar to support your rock or country star gimmick? We got it. A bedpan for those visits to the local medical facility? We got it. Gardening shears a la Brutus Beefcake? We got it. An Irish shillelagh for St. Patrick's Day? We got it. A bullwhip, urn, scepter, cane, megaphone, nightstick, sledgehammer, or brass knuckles? We get it. That's right. Foreign Object Warehouse is your one-stop shop for any and all foreign objects you might need before heading out to the big upcoming show. Conveniently located at 303150 Generic Boulevard in Parts Unknown, Foreign Object Warehouse is 
here to arm you to ensure a dirty victory. Born out the warehouse. Born out the warehouse. Born out the warehouse. Where the only thing born to us is high prices. Foreign object warehouse. Foreign object warehouse. Foreign object warehouse. Where cheaply manufactured tables, ladders, and chairs are born. Foreign object warehouse. Foreign object warehouse will not be held responsible if you lose via disqualification, get buried alive, run over by a gold Lincoln, or go blind from a face full of baby powder.